Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Hello all. February 10th, 2021. We got Apex Angler, Mark Lassane, talking about Shasta, Berryessa, uh, and how he's kind of getting ready for the Delta. He hasn't been fishing there in, in quite a while. So we talk about how he kind of gears up. Um, and just, you know, he's a big-time tournament uh, tournament angler. So we talk a little bit about how he gets his boat ready. Pretty cool. Kind of bounce around, talk about a lot of cool stuff, uh, as well as the, uh, the Apex events. Uh, if you don't know a whole lot about them, we cover them here. Uh, so stay tuned. Stick around. Go like us on Instagram. Drop me a line. Say what's up. I'd love to hear from you. And that's it. Here's Mark. Hey, Joe. What's going on, Mark? Hey, uh, I'm laying out carpet decals for my boat. <laughs> oh, it's carpet decal time. Yeah, well, you know, I need to get them done before Apex and all that stuff starts. Yeah. Before we, before we do some TV, so I have it on there. So I've been procrastinating because I... You know, because Bass Cat has the kind of odd angles, so I had to go measure it all and figure it out and find a drawing. So, well, cool. I hope I'm not. Am I, am I interrupting? You want to go ahead and take care of that? No, 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 not at all. Well, sweet. I got a, I got a whole list of stuff to do, so it's it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> the life, and I, I love that because it's like the life of a tournament angler, right? There's always something to do. How much? This is something I've I've wanted to ask actually a a, a guy who fishes as many many tournaments as you in, in serious tournaments. How much time do you spend rigging rods? Are you one of those guys who like re rigs constantly or like what goes into that? To answer your question, I went through that today. Um, I'm guiding tomorrow on the California Delta, and I haven't been on the California Delta for a little while, and I've, I let these people know that. Um, you know, keep seeing all these big giant fish pictures and so I'm kind of excited to go and take these guys out. So what I did today is take all my lake stuff out of the boat and put my Delta stuff in. So I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have about 60 rods. So I can have a set of rods for the Delta and Clear Lake. I kind of put those two in one bucket and then another set of rods for most lakes. So I have a whole set of rods, you know, and there's some crossover, maybe some big swim bit rods or some things like that. But most of them, um, you know, like I have my punch in and my chatterbait and my big crankbait and, you know, my flipping stuff for the Delta and Clear Lake. And then I have, you know, my shaky head and my jig and all that stuff for uh, lakes. So I spent about, probably three hours today kind of re-rigging because I usually stop fishing the Delta in about November. And then I start fishing again in late February, March. I just happened to go, we're going to go a little bit early this year to go, you know, to go check it out. Cause yeah. there's a lot of things going on and these guys really wanted to go to the Delta and they just want to go out and have a good time. You know, we're probably going to go to the rusty portal for lunch and, you know, go run around Frank's track or some Cinco's and try some different things. Um, you know where the fish generally are this time of year. Mm-hmm. Well, and- so answer your question. Uh, 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 that was the long, kind of the long version. But 
I probably spend two, three hours rigging rods for every tournament. And then, you know, every night uh, after the tournament, I'll spend, you know, half an hour to an hour. And then the, then the, that's in practice. And then the night before the tournament, I don't always change my line, but if I have line that's been on there for a while or it's starting to get kinked up or twisted, um, I'll swap that line out and I'll spend two to three hours the night before the tournament getting all rigged up again, to, you know, cause you, you want to make sure if, if you fish a tournament, you know, whether it's a club tournament or, uh, you know, MLF event, you want to make sure your hooks are sharp, your nets mm-hmm. ready. You're you're not going to have uh, uh, something to ruin your day that you could advert that night before. Absolutely. So you want to make sure that every everything's ready. All have. So say I'm throwing wacky senkos, okay? And I was, you know, last weekend at Shasta. So I rig up about five or six O-rings on a senko. I put a little nail weight in them. Get them all ready. I put a few of the little hooks I'm going to use. I, I stick those in my carpet. So those are all ready. I rig up a couple football jigs. So those are, those are all ready in a bag. Um, you know, if I'm using a certain worm, I'll put those in a bag right up on top. I kind of have everything ready. So when you do break off, um, you can just retie really quick, you know, and so you spend a lot less time, uh, you know, during the tournament because each time, more time you're in the water, the better chance you have at catching a fish. <laughs> wow. So try to get everything ready ahead of time. Now it was more more than uh, you just you just like I could have asked like three or four different questions to get to what you just gave us all. So that's <laughs> that's why I love talking to you, Mark. Like, and I've been on your boat, and I will I will I can tell everybody I've been on on Mark's boat. Everything is right where it needs to be, and and I told Ryan this. I just got off the phone with with Ryan Cook. We're talking about the mother load. Um, shameless plug here, uh, cross promotion, Mark, you know about this being a, the owner of a, of a magazine. I got to you know, if you guys are listening to this, we talked about this, uh, over at that podcast, but yeah, man, just like making sure that your, that your stuff is ready. You are, you all, you're, I, I've never fished with somebody who is in the water more. And I mean, by in the water, you have your bait in the water more than anybody I've ever seen. Like it is in the water all the time. If that, if that big motor's off, this guy is, he has a, has a bait in the water. <laughs> and I, you know, there's, um, so let me, let me tell you a little bit about my philosophy or about my, Oh, I, I'm not actually sure if there's a word for it, but there's guys out there. Let's say, um, uh, you know, on the West coast, we have like Jeff Michaels, Ty Al, Bryant Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are those are three guys, just to name a few, that have an inherent ability to find fish and do very well in almost every event. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, you know I've done well in in many many events, cashed a ton of checks, never won a big tournament, but cashed in a ton of tournaments, a lot of top tens. Um, but for me to get to their level, I have to work twice as hard. I just, you know, I, I think I have a good handle on what the fish are doing and I have good knowledge. I, I just, you know, those guys just have a little bit more. That's why you see, you know, some guys always at the top, you know, I mean, I get there, I get there now and again, but I have to work a lot harder for it. So I just, you know, 
And I know that. So I know I need to be a little more organized. I got to be in the water a little bit more. I got to get there a little bit faster. I got to make sure everything's squared away. I don't have mm-hmm. a problem, you know, because if I break off a fish, oh my God, now I'm, you know, now I'm backed up <laughs> against the wall. Well, so I mean, you're, you're, uh, yeah. you're, you're giving yourself every advantage, right? I mean, you're, right. you're trying to give yourself every single advantage for the guys, like you said, like Ty Al and like a lot of those guys, it doesn't matter where they fish. Like you said, they find them and it's, it's uncanny. Yeah. It's uncanny, but yeah, you're right. I mean, for, for us, the- for us mortals, it's, it's a great, like what you're saying, Mark is a great lesson. Like just be ready, be prepared. Yep. And I mean, and you do get on rolls, you know, I've been on those times where I just show up in the lake and I go to a spot and I catch them and I'm like, wow, that was pretty easy, you know? And then, you know, you do that a couple of places, you go back in the guys are like, Oh man, that was really tough. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It was easy. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just, you just get a chance to figure it out. So I, we can, we can talk about a couple of lakes. We'll talk, let's talk about Berryessa a little bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. Berryessa has been, Berryessa has been a pretty tough lake. Um, I've had a couple of friends that were going to go fishing there and decided not to, um, just because it's been so tough. So I went out, um, I'm, about a week ago, I, I went out and we went, and fished about four or five different spots. Um, it was cold in the morning. So usually when it's cold, you know, I like to fish a little closer, you know, so we're not running and freezing to death the, you know, the first few hours. Fished close for a little while and, you know, never caught one. Then we ran to a couple of like really key spots, ended up catching one spotted bass in like 50 foot of water on a quarter ounce shaky head. So you know how hard that is because you got to, takes a long time to get a quarter ounce bait yeah. down to 50 foot deep. So we caught one there and then we ran around and we went to a couple other spots, you know, like some key spots where really thought we would catch one. Um, I pulled up on one point and threw wacky Senko up in about 10 foot of water and hooked a really big one. Uh, and it came off and you know, then we, then I'm thinking, okay, well maybe I'm on something. And so we tried that a few more places and didn't catch anything. So now it's, I'm going to say we're getting around noon, one o'clock. And so we run up and we start fishing some steep walls. And I was, I was thinking, you know, the water's cooled off. So we, so to put this in premise is that this year until February, we really haven't had any cold weather. You know, it's been nice. The water's been, you know, 53, 55 degrees. Like when we went out, I mean, the water's 55 degrees. The fish were up real shallow still. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, now the water's 48, 49 degrees. So it's kind of starting to cool off. It's kind of a a little bit of a late winter. And when you get, when it gets to the wintertime, a lot of times these fish will like smaller baits, even the bigger ones. So with that thought in mind, I pulled out a floating fly because I usually have one rigged up for the whole winter. Mm-hmm. Pulled out a floating fly, which hasn't been good, um, you know, for like the last month for me because the water's been warm. So I pulled up some steep banks and I start throwing a floating fly. Bam, I, I catch one, about a two and a half pound smallie. I was like, okay, well, maybe now I figured something out. So I go down the bank a little more and I throw it out. I see a bush. And it's, you know, in about 20 foot of water. And I throw my float and fly out there and let it sit for a minute. And bam, catch a four pound largemouth. It's like, wow, that was pretty cool. 
Then I pull it up and I and throw it cast out again and I miss one. But the float and fly, now it's it's a really you know, for me it's really fun. Kind of brings out the kid in you because you're watching this bobber and yeah, you know, yeah. the bobber goes down and bobber goes down and you gotta reel real fast and catch them because you're using a hair jig and the fish will bite it and they seem to spit it out pretty quick. Sometimes they'll bite it and you won't hardly even know. You have to watch your bobber really close because the bobber won't always go under. Sometimes it pops up and just flips up to the side. You know, mm-hmm. it'll just flip up yeah. and then, and when that happens, then you have to reel really fast and set the hook and catch these fish. I mean, you don't set hard because using six pound line, so you can't, you know, give them a flip and hook set because you'll break the line. Um, but you have to be really fast. Do you so use? I missed a couple of fish, Mark. Just just to just to interject real quick. Yeah. Do you use a, a a bigger spinning setup when you're doing that in order to catch up to those fish, or do you use a longer rod in order to try to catch up to those fish when you're throwing the float and fly? Yes and yes. So I like a little bit bigger reel, like a thirty series um, reel, twenty five hundred okay. thirty series reel. So it gets a. It, picks up line a little bit faster mm-hmm. so you can get those fish because otherwise you may miss them. Uh, and then I use a rod. Um, I'm going to say it's like seven, four, I believe. Okay. I use a, a, a Kuma Serrano rod. They make a, a rod that's, that it's kind of a, a cool looking blue and it's really lightweight. Yep. So even when you lay into it, the thing has a really a big bow in it. Kind of like a trout rod, and so cool. so you're not gonna you're gonna set the hook and you're not gonna break it. Yeah, well, go go ahead. I'm sorry, I just wanted to to cut in there because I think those are two things that a lot of people. The floating fly is a big a big thing, especially during this time of year. And so I just wanted to. Those are two questions that I had. So go ahead. I'm sorry. It is, yeah, yeah. So so I went down the bank. I missed a couple, and then I and then I caught one more. Uh, you know, about a three pound smallie. So it, or a three pound spot. Sorry. And it, you know, it was just, it, it's really fun to do that, uh, float and fly. And it's really easy technique. Um, you know, the key to it is you got, you need to have it like a six pound leader. You want pretty light. I use a spro fat fly. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of flies out there, but for me, that spro fat fly, um, they make a bunch of different colors. You know, I was, uh, at Shasta, I was using like a white and blue at Berryessa. I was using the white and green. Um, sometimes I'll use a little chartreuse one. Um, you know, you can kind of you can kind of mix it up and try a bit different ones. If you don't know which color to to use, the the white and gray kind of looks like a shad color. You know, works pretty well in most lakes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the key to it is fishing steep banks. So you, I mean, you can catch and you can catch fish out in the middle of the middle of the river too, or the middle of the lake, and I'll talk about that in just a second because i did that yeah just a couple days ago mm-hmm. um, but you, you know you want to be able to cast it pretty close to the bank where the where the your bar your weights your flies going down oh about 12 feet deep you know and we so you want to cast pretty close to the bank where the bank is you know 12 to 20 feet deep really close to the bank mm-hmm. super steep bluffs and things like that are great for uh for throwing a float and fly Awesome. So yeah, I was at so I was at Shasta. Uh, I was at Shasta Sunday. Um, you know, before the Super Bowl came on, we were out fishing for a little while, and I was in the middle, and there's fish everywhere. Right, we're seeing there's a giant school of shad, and there's fish busting all through them. 
And I'm like, and we're trying everything. We can't catch them. We're throwing sinkos through them and shaky heads and all this stuff. I go, I'll bet the, bite the float and fly, right? So I throw the float and fly out there, shake it a couple times, and my bobber flips up to the side. I'm like, okay, here we go. So I reel up really hard, and I set the hook, and I have this big old fish on, right? And I'm biting it and biting it, and I get it up, and it's like a, like a 25-inch salmon. <laughs> but nice. I, I mean it, it was really really a fun fight you nice know, you don't want to catch those in a tournament because it's kind of like a waste of time but yeah yeah uh, but you know when you're out fun fishing it was uh it was fun that's was a blast cool. yeah you know one yeah. other thing you, so, you one other thing you 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 uh mentioned was throwing a uh throwing a shaky head you were throwing them real deep but you were still using a quarter uh quarter ounce um weight why is that why wouldn't you go up to to something heavier is there a reason well i was because we because we were throwing it up shallow okay um, you know for the most part um i'll usually use a quarter ounce to about 30 feet then i once because i like the frenzy nail they're not a sponsor i just really like that uh that shaky head and i use mm-hmm. the three sixteenths on a, a spinner rod and then i go to a quarter and i like to throw it on a bait caster so I'll throw it to, you know, from five to 30 feet deep. And then if it gets deeper than that, there's a, I, not, I think it's an owner, and the head looks kind of like a helmet. And mm-hmm. they make, you know, uh, three-eighths, half-ounce, and you know, like five-eighths. And I use that one when I'm out fishing deeper. Okay. And usually when I'm fishing that one, I'm throwing like a magnum worm. So even for spotted bass, I throw a big magnum worm that they don't seem to have a problem biting it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. So I'll tell you a little something else about Shasta is, uh, you know, like a cool piece of equipment, uh, actually a sponsor, a couple sponsors, you know. One is Garmin. Um, we're going down the bank, and we're fishing these really steep banks. I'm throwing a float and fly. My buddy's throwing a shaky head. And, you know, he catches a couple fish, and we get to this one little spot and there's fish everywhere. I see them on, they're lighting up the live scope. I see them on the regular sonar. They're everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, look at all these fish, you know? Um, but, and we're throwing down there, I'm throwing a foot and fly, and, you know, we're throwing a jig down there, and, we, and not, they're not biting. I'm like, what's going on? So I told them, I said, oh, watch this. I, so I pull out, I have a little AquaView micro uh, camera. Which, I mean, it's so small, you can hold it in your hand. The screen's like four or five inches big. Um, and, and it has a little, a little wind-up, uh, a little spool that winds the camera up. So all you got to do is open it up, turn it on, and you lower the camera down there, um, and you can kind of even see really what's going on, what kind of fish are down there. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, what, I know yeah, you, you it, used it. it. It's pretty cool for all those out there who are YouTubers or people who are trying to, especially it's great to actually drop it down there and see the fish, but also it could be really cool for content. So I'm going to little plug for OccuView. It's cool. It's a very, very useful tool. Um, And I posted that video up on my Facebook today. Mark Lusane fishing uh, on my Facebook. That video is up. Um, and you can see there's just a ton of fish. So I lower it down there, and there's a ton of spots down there. So what the, it told me a couple things, right? And the water temperature is 49 degrees on the surface. I lower it down, it's like 51. So it's a little bit warmer down there. 
So I lower it down there, and we're looking at these fish, and my friend goes, man, I would be spooning these fish. I go, well, I got one tied on. So he grabs a spoon out of the box, and I'm watching the spoon go up and down on the camera, which was Mm -hmm. amazing, right? (laughs) And so I'm all enthralled in this, watching this spoon that I never hit the record button. And I'm watching this, and I go, I go, keep going, keep going. There's fish is looking at it. So I'm watching this fish watch the spoon, and he's looking at it. And he's kind of like a cat chasing a ball of yarn, but a little bit timid, you know. So he, he like, moves a little bit. I see him move a little bit. And you can just kind of tell by his body language that he's ready. And then, boom, I see him go over, and he goes, I got him. And he catches the fish and pulls it up. And, I mean, that was so cool to see. And I'm I'm just bummed I didn't record it. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been great. I would have loved to have had that footage, Mark. I, yeah, me too. I know I need to do that again. So, you know, I need to get out there. I use Aquaview all the time, and it's really cool. Though the, the downfall is is that, you know, a lot of the tournaments, you can't use it for the official practice days. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Change that. Of course, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know why it matters, but, uh, you know, I wish they'd change that so they could do it. So no. we can let's. So we talked a little bit about Barriessa. The fish, the bite's really, really tough. Um, you know, I've been catching them up in the creeks. There's some bait up in the creeks. Um, you know, and on Pleasure and Markley and Portuguese, uh, Puda and Pope. All those creeks have uh, bait in there. So if you can get in there at the right time and you can, you know, get on the bait, you can catch some fish. So if you get on and you get on the steep walls and you could throw the uh, float and fly because a lot of times these fish, even if there's no bait, they're cruising these steep walls, um, you know, and bait will get right against them. So it works really good for the float and fly. Um, also works good for a wacky rig Senko. So that's kind of the just a Barriessa. Barriessa is tough. Um, I'll have a report on the Delta in the next couple of days. I'm going to go. Tomorrow, and you know, if it's really good, I might go another day or two uh, before I go back to Shasta next week. Okay. So Shasta, the bite has been, you know, it's really good. For me, it's been off and on. So uh, about a week and a half ago, I went there and I had a really good day. We caught a lot of two plus pound fish, caught on a jig and a wacky Senko. I mean, it was really, it was really good. And I was really excited about fishing the tournament this weekend, but as you know, this last week we had this giant storm run in and, you know, the place I have up at Shasta, we were up there, we cut down trees and branches and, you know, had a giant burn pile all day long. So it was a big mess and the water cooled off about four degrees. So what that did, I thought it was going to really make the float and fly good. Um, but it, it did, I think it did for some people, but not for me. Um, and it's like my good quality fish seemed to have moved. So, I, you know, we caught plenty of fish. We had to go down to 50 feet to catch them. Um, but we, the fish we caught were small. You know, they were just yeah. 13, 14-inch fish, which, you know, really don't do you any good in the tournament. Um, you know, come to find out, in the tournament, my partner did fairly well, and he caught fish in 35 foot. But he caught way less. You know, we probably caught 30, 40 fish. He caught maybe 15. So okay. he caught better ones, but they were shallow. Mm-hmm. So using the same technique, he caught a lot of them on shaky head, fjord jigs, 
Um, I think he caught a couple on floating flies. So what that what that says is the same thing that I learned, you know, two weeks ago when I was up here. The big ones were up shallow. We caught big ones and they were shallow, but they weren't up in five to ten feet. They were out in like thirty five feet. Mm-hmm. So that so that was the you know that was the difference that we had. So um, that was Saturday. Sunday I went out again. I go well, let's see if we can figure something out. I went out again. I threw a, a wacky senko and a shaky head. You know, tried a spinner bait, tried a lot of things, but it was a it was a pretty clear and flat day. Um, you know, a lot of times on lakes in the winter you get a clear flat day. You know, you're not going to really catch them on reaction baits. You got to throw something you know slow and on the bottom. And so you know, we caught a few. I caught a, a one really good one on a wacky senko on a point. The fish seemed to be moving up on points, and we caught them on pretty steep walls, but they weren't very deep. We did go out deep, like 50 foot or so, and but the ones we caught out there were like the ones I caught, and they were smaller. So the mm-hmm. uh, the better ones we did catch were up shallower, but we didn't catch very many of them. Yeah. So just goes to show you, guys are you know, new gen is next with next week, um, and I'm fishing that. I'm actually going to fish as a non boater, and I've been you know I've been getting like a lot of guff for that because I've been fishing as a pro for a long time. Um, but I really want to go and just go have a good time. Uh, you, you know, I share water with my partner, my partner at the house at Lake Shasta. And he's fishing as a pro. And he said, hey, you want to sign up as my co? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it'll be fun. I kind of didn't have anything going on for the week. And I thought it would be a fun thing to do. And I, I'm going to I'm gonna go do it. And, you know, I'm not, I, I hope the, I don't think the pros are going to expect me to tell them where to go, or what to do. You know, I'm just going to sit in the back and have a good time and go and go fishing and, that's you know, maybe learn something. Hopefully, I'll draw a good pro, and I'll, you know, I might might even learn a little something. Yeah, is that is is that is that a shared weight tournament? It is. You know, it is a shared weight event. Yeah. So, and I feel better about a shared weight event. Um, you know, I'm. I mean, you know, I so I I kind of at a loss of words. I've been doing this a long time, and so I don't want to. Um, you know, make any of the other anglers feel bad or, you know, intimidated that I'm going to fish because it's a shared weight event. And I think that that probably evens the field a lot better. I mean, yeah. not that there's not a lot of good ams fishing, you know, Wild West and, and the MLF events. So, um, you know, I think, but I think that would be different is if I fish those. Um, so, Anyway, I, I, no, yeah, know, I'm at a loss of words. I, I, you know, I don't want to sound uh, conceited or, or stuck up or anything like that. You know, because I'm not. I just, uh, you know, I just think it would be a fun thing to do, and I hope I, I hope uh, people don't think bad of me for doing it. No, I mean, so. it's shared weight. It's still a draw, right? I mean, you're still, you're still, yeah, it's you're a shared weight. It's a, yeah, it's a draw. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be really fun and I'm hoping I'm going to fish a couple of them. And, you know I mean? We'll see how it goes. If I get a whole lot of guff, then, you know I mean? I won't do it anymore. So, cause I did it, you know, I'm going to say five years ago, I fished some CTT events. I didn't have a boat for, oh, it's like three months. And I signed up as a co for some of the events and then. A lot of the guys were giving me a bad time, and I, you know, I mean, I had a really good year fishing out of the back. Yeah, um, you know, and I did get some guff about it, so 
I'm hoping that's not going to happen. You know, it's new gen, and I really don't know the guys at new gen, and so, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of, uh, well, I, I don't know how many of the guys who've been fishing new gen, but there's there's plenty of, like, names there, right? You got your Ish Monroe's yeah. and your, your Oil Stranders and your um, Bub Tosh and, and all those, and, 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 and we got Mark Lassane. Fishing, fishing, and I like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, honestly, you know it's what? like it, it, it's it's up to you, man. It's it, that's your call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually had two bad tournaments at, at Shasta, so you know, it's not like I've been smoking them. I had one good one, you know, one one top ten, and then two bad ones. So, uh, you know, I, don't, I just you know, I'm, I was hoping it's going to be a fun thing, and we'll see how. It goes. Yeah, well, I mean, have fun with it, right? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll report on it. I'll yeah. report on it to you. I'd love, I'd love to hear about that. Good or bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, maybe I can work out a story for the magazine for it. We'll see what happens. That would be, I would love to read that as well. Um, yeah. Can you, and now I know that there was a, there was an MLF event that got canceled. Like, what does that do for you? I mean, you're, you're, I know you were gearing up for it. You had Wild West and this was like, what, two weeks after? It was supposed to be two weeks after that Wild West event, right? Or three. Right. And, you know, I was doing good on the Wild West. And, you know, my team, my team partner, who, we, you know, we shared water in a team event, was signed up as a non-voter for that event. So there was no conflict, like the, the new gen coming up, there would have been no conflict me going to whatever spot we had, um, you know, for that event. But, you know, the only good reason, only good thing it was canceled is because weather came in, it snowed like a foot. It was just nasty. I remember. I remember yeah, when that happened. I was like, "Wouldn't have been any fun." I was like, "Man, that would have been that that tournament would have well, it kind of would have been epic." I mean, the that would have weeded really good bite. That that would have weeded out some people though too. Like being able to just really hang on and yeah, it was. I mean, because we only there was only one big storm we've had all year, and it was it was that weekend, you know. Right. Right. So I mean, so we'll see. I, I'm not sure where they're going to go or what the what they're going to reschedule. I I didn't ask them. You know, I know some of the guys there, uh, but I haven't asked them. Are they going to try that out? Do you think they're going to try to reschedule that? Oh, they, they will definitely. They'll definitely have a, another event. Yes. Okay. That, well, I that's mean, good. They'll definitely reschedule it for some time. You know, COVID just make it yeah. made it tough on you know on a lot of people on you know. I feel really feel sorry for like the restaurants and those, oh, places man. That, you know, that, it's that really suffered and, you know, lost a giant client base because of it. It's and, devastating. Like, know, this whole thing is just devastating yeah. to small business owners. I, it, it has been, you know, so I, I mean, I'm fortunate, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's hurt the magazine some, but not, it hasn't been horrible. I, I'm not, you know, I don't have to close the doors or, you know, lay anybody off or, you know, which is nice. Yeah. Well, I think things are kind of picking back up. It seems like the whole industry's kind of figured out how to how to work through this. Um which I think is the mark of a of a good fisherman, right? Uh all the you got all these great anglers and all these all these people that love fishing and they've kind of been able to figure out how to how to work through this with these with these big tournaments for the most part. Uh in California, right. it's right. like you know, all bets are off. It, it just depends on what Gavin Newsom says, I guess, and then <laughs> California is a California is a different place. You it's know, a, it always has been. It's, it's, it's it seems uh, like it's a different. It seems the like left it's a, coast. yeah. It's a different political um, system. It seems like sometimes too, but 
sure. Um, anyway. Well, I think as the, yeah, as the vaccines roll out, you know, I, I was vaccinated. I got my second shot oh, a week or so ago. So yeah, I'm feeling good about that. And, you know, I think as it rolls out, we get, you know, some herd immunity. I think it's going to really help things and, you know, kind of slow things down or, you know, speed things up business-wise. I sure hope so. Down. Yeah, I sure hope so. Yeah, me too. So I really do. So what's going on? And 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 I asked you a little bit uh, if you could talk about it. Um, so the apex that I I go online and try to look up stuff about it, and I and I'm pretty good at, at googling things. But can you tell me a little bit about yeah, how much can you guys actually talk about apex? Because it seems like it's kind of a secret. I think we you know we're uh, under NDA for a while, but I'm pretty sure that that's gone. If not, then I'll be in big trouble. Um, <laughs> well, maybe I, well, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I, I don't. No, I'm you know, I, 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 there's, I, you know, far as I know, there's no secret stuff. There's uh, three events. Um, it's going to be kind of a mixed uh, limit MLF style event. So, I, I mean, I know I have the layout of the event, but that's one thing I'm not sure I can talk about yet. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you, it's going to be kind of a mixed event where you know where the there's going to be a weigh-in um and i hopefully we'll have some crowds it's uh an event made for television so kind of like you know kind of like mlf was Mm -hmm. uh, but it's here on the west coast where you know where there really hasn't been anything on the west coast where guys out here can really showcase their sponsors and some of the guys that, you know, are unable to get a paycheck from sponsors, which is, you know, it's really hard to do. Um, yeah. will hopefully be able to, you know, do that. So it'll be a televised event where, you know, we'll all be able to showcase our sponsors, um, have a good time, fish, you know, competitively, you know, chance to win some money. How many, um, how many guys total is it like 30? I believe there's 30 in this now. Okay. It may move up to 50. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how many they're going to have. Um, you know, and they they chose anglers based upon a few different um, reasons, you know. And, you know, one reason is they, they got some great anglers. You know, the top 20 guys in Wild West. Mm-hmm. I finished 10th in points last year, so I made it in that. Yeah. And then they also have some sponsor exemptions, which – um, you know, some guys might go, oh, they got him as a sponsor, but you know, I mean, that's what helps make the world go round. Is unfortunately, you know, money, money pays for things, and you yeah. know, we need sponsors. Yeah. We can't do it without it. You know, it's like the magazine. I can't do it without advertisers, and you know, I need to tout my advertisers when when I can, and I, you know, I'm very appreciative to those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, I think that. You know, and I don't know if there's a third qualifying factor, Um, you know, but they're taking, you know, taking, you know, some good guys. And then there's, and even the sponsor exemption guys are are really good fishermen too. So, yeah. And so have they released any of the locations? Now, I know I haven't seen any locations and this might be something that I, I definitely wouldn't want you to get yourself in hot water about. I have not seen anything, and and but I also haven't really, really, really dug. But I couldn't find any locations. Um, if if not, 
like I'll, I'd, I'd probably say like, well, we can just wait and find out if, if that's something they don't want to get. Yeah. Give we up. talked about one location. Um, but me and you did, but I'd really I like not talk about I yeah. can talk yeah. about publicly or yeah. not. You know, that's a good question. I, I should ask, um, because I'm, because I'm not sure. And okay. you know, I mean, it is a little bit fluid because we had one location that changed and they moved it to another, yeah. Um, you know, with COVID and, you know, I mean, th- things change, you know, different counties have different regulations well, it's- and, uh, you know, and they also need a place that has a good, you know, a good signal where they can, you know, where we can, uh, you know, promote the event, you know, yeah. I guess through social media and, and good self signal and all that, you know, they, they need to, uh, there's what- a few different things, factors to it. Well, what's cool is I when I did what I did find was that these these events are going to be in lakes that no one would ever think that there would be a, a tournament at. Like these are, and it, honestly, it could piss some people off. To be honest, like these are at some places that are are kind of like little hidden gems, um, and uh, I think that's going to be it's going to be cool to see you guys fish them. Um, but I like I I do think that there are going to be some people that are going to be a little bit miffed <laughs> because well I can tell you the first the first lake has had some tournaments on it um, and it's a crazy good lake um, but we're hit, we're going to be there a little bit early so we're like you know two or three weeks from when this lake peaks. Yeah. So it may be really good or it could be a little bit tough. So we'll see. Yeah, this whole uh, I mean the other lakes, yeah, the other lakes I'm not sure about. So, but the the first one I fished a number of times, but I always fish it during the spawn. I don't fish it during and we're going to be there pre-spawn. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean it's it's I I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a it's it's got to be cool, right? I mean like we're when you got guys fishing Waters are a little smaller. It's great to watch. <laughs> like I said, I know there's going to be people that are going to be probably a little bit like, "What the heck?" Um, but it should be cool. Yeah, and, yeah. and a lot and a lot of really good guys. A lot, a lot of really good guys fishing that. Right? You got yourself. Yeah. You know, John Pearl. I mean, who who else? There's a lot of guys. Oh yeah, uh, Alex Klein. Yeah. I can give you a list of guys. <laughs> um, I don't know if Ty Owl's fishing. Ty Owl, of course, he, of course, because he's back east. Yeah. Um, oh, is is he not? Is Ty Ty isn't fishing he, it? Uh, I'm not sure if he's fishing it or not. Um, let's see. Yeah, Ty uh, Juan Acosta. Yeah. Um, Phil Dutra. Um, Nick Coltier. Zach Thompson, Marty Lawrence, John Stewart, mm-hmm. Joe Arebe, Shane Pearson, Colby Pearson, Matthew. Let's see who else we got. I, I'm just I'm looking at all the members. No, that, I mean that's I mean j- just who you Vince Hurtado. Hurtado, you know, he yeah. Fished the, he fished, fished the Bassmaster Tour. Uh-huh. Um, Nick Nick Wood, who's really good, like Shasta, swimbait guy. Um, High house in here. So Jeff Michaels, Kevin Finley, Nick Salvucci, Ryan White, Travis Huckabee, Paul Hodges, Hunter Slander, uh, let's see, Zach Thompson, Ryan Friend, Luke Johns, 
David Swinside, Phil Dutra, Austin Wilson, Greg Gutierrez, Tony Franceschi, Colby Pearson, Bill O'Shin, John Pearl. To, that's pretty close. Yeah. There's 37 members on this thing. So, and a couple of them are not. So, it's, it may be 35, 30, 35 people. So, I mean, that honestly, the the roster stacked, and it's it's got to be cool. I mean, I'm looking forward to to watching it and seeing how these guys fish some of these waters that like 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 we talked about don't get fished a whole lot, um, and it's gonna be fun. So, congrats on on being I, in hoping, there with them and yeah. everything. It's a, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited and honored to be in in there, and you know, I'm hoping it's a nice uh, format. You know, that can be live and people can follow along and you know that that everybody's getting excited about so it should be fun well great mark do you have anything else any any great words of wisdom to give to us before we let you go and and let you uh get your your carpet decals on your boat yeah yeah well you know the spring issue of bass angler is coming out okay so I okay would, i would uh guys go online and uh Sign up. You go to BassAnglerMagazine.com uh, and hit the subscribe button. And if you use the code radio, you get uh, five bucks off. And let's see if I remember correctly. We've got uh, Fairfield Ford. We've got Price Sims. Yeah. we got Garmin. Right. Uh, AccuView. Let's see. I'm yeah. trying to think about all yeah. the things I did for your video, and I, I made sure I got them all. Let's see. Um, there's got to yeah, be another Basscat, Basscat, and Mercury, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Price Sims, Calcos, Yamamoto, Yamamoto. Um, yeah, yeah. Okuma. Okuma. Can cannot forget Okuma. Yeah, can't. Uh, you know, I got them in my hand all day long. So Dude, yeah. How could you forget? Not, not, uh, not a shabby rod there. Uh, my deep, yeah, my deep, you know, um, my deep cranking rod is no kuma. I like it a lot. Cool, cool. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm really fortunate to have a good group of sponsors, and you know, they take good care of me, and and hopefully they think I take good care of them, and you know, it's a, it's you know, it's a job being a, a pro fisherman, and you know, and trying to trying to make a living in the fishing industry. It's you know, it's a lot of work. Um, Absolutely, you know, but it's pretty rewarding. I, I mean. You know, I'm not making an executive salary, but I still I get to fish 200 days a year. So, um, it's, you know, there's upsides and downsides to the whole thing. So, the upside is I get to fish all the time, and which is, you know, which is wonderful, and I, and I love it. It's one thing I, I never get tired of. Well, you're like this, you're this uh, chief executive fisher, so you're a CEF. Don't worry about being a CEO. Don't worry <laughs> yeah, about the serious chief executive <laughs> yeah. fisherman. I, okay. I there's, <laughs> trust me. Everyone listening here wishes they had that, Mark. So you're you're a lucky guy, and and you're also a really nice guy for coming on here and talking to us about it. And so as often as you do, so I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy. You know, anytime I can sit down and talk fishing, uh, you know, I'm enjoying it. So. Yeah, and I've actually fished with this guy. He's the real deal, and and it's a lot of fun. So. Thanks, Mark. Okay, we'll have to do it again soon. We will. Hey, good luck on the Delta, and and we'll be looking for that Delta report. All right, we'll do. Thank you, man. Take care. Mark. Boy, that escalated quickly. 
Thank you, Mark. As always, great to have you on. And I uh, hope you get it done here at Berryessa this week and then uh, on the Delta. And I look forward to hearing how, how, that, how that goes. So hope you do too. Uh, we'll catch back up with him here in a couple weeks. If you haven't already, go subscribe. Leave a rating. Leave a comment on iTunes. That's the big one where everyone kind of finds the podcast organically if they don't already know about it. Um, so yeah, it's a big help. Somebody asked me today how, how they could help. That's the biggest way. You know, don't have to share it on social media or anything like that, even though that helps as well. But if you're gonna get the word out, yeah, definitely subscribing and commenting and doing all that stuff on iTunes helps. So thank you for everybody who already has. And uh if you're so inclined, I appreciate it. We're gonna get some weather this weekend. Fishing should be good. Hope you catch a big one out there. See ya.